Awesome. All right. Let's get talking then, I guess. Yeah, awesome. Well, should we, uh, should we do a bit of an introduction? We probably should. People, probably like, should. people, people probably don't know who we are. Yeah, for all seven of you listening. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is the first episode of uh, Dialogue Options, uh, a podcast started by myself, Joel McDonald, and... And me, Kyra Morrison. And even though it's called Dialogue Options, do not expect any sort of clever or witty banter. <laughs> no, 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 no. It sounds sophisticated, but it really isn't going to be. Absolutely not. It's just going to be sort of, you know, the the, uh, the late night slash early morning ramblings of uh, two two friends who are uh, highly big fans of video games. Yes. It's yeah. currently quarter to three at the time of this recording because <laughs> yeah. Overwatch keeps consuming all of our free time. Yeah, just one more. Just one more. That's what we do. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Um, yeah, thank you, Brod. Uh but yeah, we, we will touch on uh, Overwatch later on, much like uh, anyone who has anything to say about video games has in the past three weeks, um, and rightly so, uh, but we'll touch on that later. Uh, so we, let's kick it off with, uh, should we kick it off with what we've been playing? That sounds pretty good. So what have you been playing, Joel? What have I been playing? Um, apart from the aforementioned Overwatch that has been consuming our lives every <laughs> yeah, night. Well, yes. Um, I finally got around to playing Doom. Ah, yes. Yes. Um, it, oh, I, I'm at a loss for words with Doom. <laughs> in, in a good way, in a good way. It's, it's, wow. Like, I heard good things. Like, obviously, it's been out for a few weeks now, but I couldn't get around to it because of, uh, because of uh, Uncharted 4, um, because that took priority over most things in my life. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I finally got around to playing Doom, and... Wow, that that is a solid game. Like, yeah, look, talk about surprises. I don't want to say that I don't believe in <laughs> ID ID software, whatever yeah, they want to be id, called now. ID software, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Like after Doom Three, which I didn't mm, hate. Yeah, I, I didn't. I had more disdain towards the BFG edition, which kind of defeated the purpose of the original. But yep. I wasn't super excited for it. Even I mean, I don't even know why I really picked it up. But I'm glad I did. Well, that's it. Like, I was excited for it. I remember, I remember seeing, like, those first trailers, and I'm like, okay, this is really cool. And I remember there was, there was that live-action trailer. This, that was where it sort of really hooked me, and it was a really specific niche thing for me that the song in the trailer was New Noise by Refused, which I freaking love. <laughs> Amazing song. Um, and that trailer was really cool. And then uh, it just sort of stirred something in me. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to fight like hell um but yeah i just uh, due to a whole bunch of stuff that's going on at the moment i just didn't get a chance to pick it up i finally got around to it and it just everything about it that's that the speed is the first thing as soon as you get up out of that coffin at the start of the game i mean mild spoilers i guess we we're going to be talking a little bit about it look to be honest it's doom man like (laughs) yeah well that's it people know what to expect yeah i haven't finished the game yet so i i'm still you know fighting my way through the through the uh the hordes of uh, demons and whatnot. They have <clears> a lot like of them. There's a lot of demons. Oh, so many. Um, and it's good. It's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> as soon as like you wake up and you sort of get control of of Doom Guy, is uh, I, I think what he's been uh, mentioned as now. Yeah, it seems like it. Like the game seems to refer to him, or at least someone like him as the Doom Slayer. But fuck that, yeah. Doom Guy. Yeah. Also, very... we'll be swearing in this. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so apologies for that in advance. <laughs> We're foul mouth, potty little, potty mouth 
we'll, 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 we'll try to contain it a bit. We will try and contain it's it. It's doom, man. So it's going to happen. <laughs> it's doom. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just get the, the words. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> just spring to mind when, when I, like I hear about that game. Um, but yeah, as soon as you get control of doom guy, like it's just, it's fast. It's, it's like you're skating on ice and like in other games that have come out recently that may have tried to do something like that. It, it wouldn't feel right, but because it's Doom and it has that that soul and that uh, that lineage of Doom still well and truly worked within the tapestries of the game, it's it just feels good. And like as soon as you start getting into combat, like you know you start off, you're wandering around, you're trying to get your bearings, you punch a couple of guys. All right, cool, I'm getting feel the controls. And you have that first encounter with like a, in like one of the many arenas that you will face. Oh yes. And uh, everything just starts coming at you, and it's, and the music kicks in, and oh, I felt my face, like, like some sort of like B.J. Blazkowicz, Wolfenstein, like the the player icon, down the bottom. Even the Doom guy in original in classic Doom, like down the bottom, like the the gritted teeth, like that was that was the face I was pulling during most of those encounters. I was like, oh yes, uh-huh. I, I love to, this. I have to say, like, I mean. Even when I first picked it up, it, it starts off really well, and I was just like, oh, yeah, this could be okay. But when you step into the elevator mm. and, like, the Doom theme starts playing... Yep. And then you step out of the elevator. It's timed perfectly where the song stops and, like, yep. the, the very end of the song becomes the, sh- the cocking of the shotgun. And it oh, was just... Yep. At that point, I'm like, no, I'm playing Doom. This is going to be okay. Yep. They know what they're doing now. It's the same. Uh, it's the same feeling I get. Like, I haven't watched... I've watched like the first Fast and Furious film, but from what I hear from people that that like like those movies, from like I think the fourth one or the fifth one onwards is when it starts knowing what it is and and being okay with that and accepting that, and that's what I feel like with, with Doom. Like you know, you're like, all right, cool, all these like cheesy like not even one-liners, but like you know, there is this this storyline underneath it, which look from what I'm gathering from it is actually kind of good for a Doom game. It's, like, not, it's not bad. I didn't spend too much time diving into the story, as it were, because I was of the... I was basically who Doom was made for, of like the way that Doom guy has no regard for the narrative <laughs> yep. or the characters trying to explain to him what to do. I, I really felt that. And <laughs> I should go back and read it, and maybe I will. But the world itself was interesting enough, and I, I was so surprised. Still surprised. Yeah, it's it was... It, like. And again, going back to the, 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 the correlation between that and the Fast and Furious movies, I think going into it going, oh, okay, well, I, I've picked this up. Oh, I guess I, I, I'll play it, whatever. Like, you know, I've got nothing else to play. And you start and then those, those, those moments happen that we've just talked about and you're just like, okay, all right, you've won me over. And then you start getting into combat and then you start delving into rune trials later on and then... Oh man, and all the different enemies coming back, and the way that they've sort of they've made them so familiar, but put a new spin on them as well. Yes, definitely. Um, I, again, I didn't really play much of Doom Three, so I'm not sure how much of the like the model work is lifted from that. But right. I I guess the biggest thing for me, and again, this I think this wasn't Doom Three. I'm so glad that I can tell the difference between a Hell Knight and a Baron of Hell. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's you know you, you've got these names now. I'm like, it took me a little while. I'm still like trying to do the challenges and they're like 
get this many glory kills. Oh my God, the glory kills. <laughs> oh, the glory kills. That is my favorite part of that game. Which is funny because I think I, the thing that got me most about the glory kills was even when they were announced, it's like this is how basically, because basically glory kills you used to get health back. And I was like, yep. oh, I feel like I'm going to get sick of them. But I didn't. That's that. No. No way. It was always fun to like punch, to rip the eye out of a caco demon or like rip off some poor demon's leg and smack him over the back of the head with it. It was oh. satisfying on a primal and probably disgusting level. Oh, yeah. It's very visceral, but in just the best kind of way. It's what you want from a Doom game, from a next gen, like a current gen Doom game. That's what you want. Like, you know, you just want blood flying at you constantly. Like, you know, when you get to those like gore nests and you rip the eye out of it, it's just blood like it's just a wash of blood over everything and you're like oh it's almost comical and i guess that's what makes it so good i think i mean the, the other good thing about it as well is and i mean you will probably get in touch on this eventually but since we're talking about all that sort of stuff it has to be mentioned that there's no reloading and that's beautiful oh yeah <laughs> it's so, just doomed through and through but having having played going between that and overwatch at the moment <laughs> i still instinctively find myself hitting square to reload. I'm like, oh, reload. No, don't need to. Okay, yeah. Don't need to. And that's and that's that's what I did as well for a while, which kind of, again, this is my fault, not the game's fault. But you got the chainsaw, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so oh. the ch chainsaw's amazing, but the oh. chainsaw is mapped to the square button. Yep. So every now and again, I'd be in the middle of a demon fight. I'm like, okay, I need to reload. So I'd press square and <laughs> change to the chainsaw. And usually it would get me killed. Yep. And just a heads up, another little habit that, I couldn't shake is weapon swapping with triangle, right? You know, from shoes. Yeah, yeah you yeah. don't you don't have it in this. Um, nope. When you get the BFG, that goes to the triangle button. So. Oh, see, I haven't got the BFG yet. You, I, I, I feel like but you're gonna. I, I lost I'm, a lot of BFG shots just to my own stupidity. Yeah. Yep. I uh, it was. Uh, I'll touch on it in Overwatch later. But I had a similar thing between going from, between Uncharted Four and Overwatch uh, <laughs> with the triangle button. But um, yes. But yeah, just to wrap it up. I mean, Doom just surprise. Like, uh, had Uncharted Four not come out this year, it'd be definitely a contender for for me personally of a game of the year. Just because the amount of sheer fun and joy that I'm getting from that game and booting it up and and oh, just the speed and the no reloads. And just this, the, the the right type of story tones and the right type of tongue in cheek that it has is just excellent. And we're lucky people because saying that, like the start of this year has had some very very good games. So oh yes, we are spoiled oh, yes. for choice. And Doom still manages to, apart from the multiplayer, which I played a bit of, and I can see how it could be fun. Like it it feels like an arena shooter. Right. I just wish I hadn't have had loadouts. I feel like that loadouts. kind of defeats the purpose of that type of game yeah exactly especially when it's not like prevalent in the actual story itself like it yeah. the story itself is like an arena shooter because you're picking up as you go yeah exactly picking up swapping picking up swapping and it's just constant and with the whole glory kills and using the chainsaw to get more ammo back as well it's just it's yeah yeah like it's great the, the combat becomes very much a very it almost becomes like an art at some points like you gotta yeah. you gotta be you gotta be constantly moving so mobility is top priority you need to know where all you need to know your surroundings like mm -hmm. you can't afford to be backing into a pillar uh you need to know where the demons are you need to know where the power-ups that are around are health all that be aware of what your ammo counts like and it's just yeah it's fun yeah absolutely i it's oh man such a fun game um 
but yeah, so that's what I've been playing apart from apart from Overwatch. Um, what about you, good sir, Kyron? Well, strap yourselves in because I I will have <laughs> you know right here in the notes that I'm looking at it says, <laughs> Kyron, Fire Emblem, <laughs> let him go nuts. That's a mistake because yeah. Yeah. So Fire Emblem came out on the 21st of May over here because we are Australians, unfortunately. Yep. All those Americans who've had it since February and the Japanese who've had it since last year. That's all right. We, we, got, we got Bravely Second, Kyron. Yeah, we, we got... Bravely Second's a very good game. Don't get me wrong, but I yep. wanted my three Fire Emblem games. <laughs> anyway, so that came out on the 21st. I have put, mm, I think, 90 hours at the moment into... Birthright, which is the first the first one of the three they recommend you play. It's also the easiest so far. Right. But okay. Because they kind of designed the games where Birthright is more so for people who liked Awakening and the new Fire Emblems where they're not... It's not that they're not hard. It's just that they give you more options to grind if you want to raise your units levels or there's better shops options where you can buy items you can't buy in Conquest. Right. Um, but the characters basically... There's a bulk of it of the same, and then there's a few unique units, obviously, who have... There's the Hoshido family from Birthright, and in mm-hmm. Conquest, it's Noor. I don't know about Revelations. I've managed to avoid anything from that being spoiled for me, so I don't right. know what happens with the families there, because basically, you play the game up to a point, like I think it's Chapter 6, and you get branching options. And if okay. you have one copy of the game, you can only pick one option, and you can you have the option to buy... The other two is DLC. It's not very well communicated. I was lucky, okay. so I got the special edition. So mine's <laughs> all on one cart. It cost me $130. I don't care. Anyway, um, it's it's good. It's pretty good. Okay, so just just to, to backtrack a little bit here, for a complete Fire Emblem <laughs> scrub lord like me, yeah. who has like dabbled very, very, very briefly in Awakening, um, give us a bit of you know, the general overview of, of, of Fire Emblem and, and Fire Emblem Fates? Yes, Fates is the name yeah. of, the, of the collective of the, the game. The right. individual ones go Birthright, Conquest, Revelations. Right, yep. It basically plays like the usual Fire Emblem, turn-based strategy, you know, top-down view. You have control of your units, the enemy have their units. There's some, like, if you played Advanced Wars, you basically will know the gist of it as well. I know some right. people sort of jumped on that boat, it's by the same company anyway, Intelligent, Intelligent Systems made them both because they're beautiful geniuses. <laughs> they also made some of the Metroid games. So, <laughs> Anyway, <Okay>. so, <laughs> uh, yeah, basically that's that part. You will, again, in Birthright, the combat's a lot more straightforward, usually pretty standard, like, defeat all the enemies. But I, my, my special edition was delayed, so I may have also bought Conquest as well on its own so I've spent, technically spent $200 on this game but whatever this is classic Kyra Morrison and it will come back to a potential topic that we've got coming up later on on the show as well I'm very impatient <laughs> in Conquest the objectives were a bit more varied and I found I can't wait to get back to it because I'm currently about to finish off Birthright but it'll be done soon then in Conquest like it's still the same rules like top down combat and all that but the objectives were a lot more varied there's different the maps are interesting. Sometimes your units will be spread out differently and in really fucking hard formations. Oh. <laughs> I've lost count of how many units, especially ones where you've got to go save, like an ally. So there's, your side is blue, enemies are red, 
and sometimes there are greens called allies, and okay. a lot of those you've got to try and rescue. Boy, there are some suicidal fighters <laughs> out there who just like, I'm going to throw myself at that guy over there. It's like, no, he's going to kill you in two hits, and he gets uh, to do those two hits right now, uh, and he'll go do it. So, uh, I, I think I'm pretty sure I heard you uh, tackling one of those the other night yes. while, we were, while we were chatting. If, uh, if anyone here has played either of them, they might know it. It's Paralog 7, Father and Son, and it sucks. I have, <laughs> I, I save the unit. He's now on my bench where he will stay forever. He's um, in the sin bin. Anyway, outside of that, that's the combat. That's one part of the game. Then there is, in this one, they added a new thing called My Castle, where basically your character, your avatar, or Corrin, if you've played Smash and played default fates. Good old Corrin. No, I'm Kyron, not Corrin. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, I get it. So yeah, basically in my castle, as it's called, you can do all sorts of things. You can choose from a couple of set layouts. There's, you can choose backing music for your castle. You can set a personal advisor. You can build. There's like buildings you can build, like sword shops, broad shops, a lottery store, an arena, dangerous. a spa for some reason. Um, all sorts of interesting stuff and then your units as you collect them will be standing around sometimes talking sometimes they'll find you items which is similar to a feature that was in awakening okay um then there's the the romance situation the dating where, now, as units fight next part. to each other they will this actually is... gain affection towards one another and if they you know reach s rank which you can only do with like a unit can reach s rank with one person because obviously right. monogamy and yeah, of course. Then yeah. they, they will make a child, which very weirdly, your character decides to lock in a place called the Deep Realm, where time flows differently, and then you go back and rescue them as a young teenager. It's weird. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm following. I'm following. I'm, I think I'm taking notes. It's fine. It's fine. I it'll think, be, I think it'll, it'll going be on. in the exam later. Don't worry. Oh, okay. No worries. But, um, cool. And Excellent. then basically that child will be like, will have stats based on the parents, which is really interesting. So cool. sometimes you'll find yourself just putting two units next to each other going, have a baby, do it, <laughs> just do it. And it gets, it gets weird. Um, it's kind of, kind of like that, uh, like, uh, the, uh, fallout, uh, fallout shelter. Yeah, actually. Just put two random people, it's like, do it, and go that, do it. Except like, I feel we don't like, want to, it's like, no, no, no go, do it. It was always creepier in shelter because they were always so happy until the, <laughs> the lady would come back out. But, but, and it happened so quickly. It did. It's really yeah, quick. I guess it's sort of similar to that. And then... From there, you just fucking, you fill out your roster. I think I've got like 30 units just hanging out at my castle. You can, the amount you take into missions varies, mission to mission. Right. But uh, yeah, holy shit, it's really good. Yeah. The story, at least in Birthright, is kind of wishy-washy because you're the good guy. So you're doing yeah. the right thing, you're doing the good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, again, I hear conquest and potentially revelations given that Apparently that's more of a neutral path, so you don't choose one side or the other. You got to bring them together. I don't know how. Yeah. Sounds very interesting. But basically, yeah. uh, Fire Emblem Fates is amazing, and it's hard mm. for me to. That came out in the same year as Dark Souls Three, and I have to pick a game Ooh. of the year later this year, and I, Ooh. I don't know what it's going to be, man. Ooh, yeah. But yeah. I, I, I already have mine at this stage, and now as our next topic will allude to <laughs> the other game that I was potentially going to put up there is definitely not coming out this year um, yeah I think it's, that's probably mine but yeah I'm Fire Emblem man it's great honestly if you are on the 
the fence and you're curious, pick up pick up Birthright. It's pretty. It's not too challenging, and it's, it's fun. If you like a, t- a challenge, get Conquest. It'll kick your ass and make you very <laughs> unhappy. You can still also, before I forget, you can also still change difficulties from like normal, hard, lunatic. Don't do lunatic if you enjoy living and having a, a normal life. And you can still choose between classic mode where units die and they're gone. Right. Then there's, yep. I think it's casual, is they die. If they, if they go down, they come back at the end of the fight. Yep. Or there's, there's the one I like. Ha- if you want to play in it, fair enough, I won't judge you. But there's also <laughs> a mode called Phoenix where if they go down in a turn, they'll come back next turn. See, I'm a big bitch, but not even I would probably play it on that. I'd be like, all right, I'll come back at the end of the battle. There's some sort of stakes here that I need to have. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 my whole shtick as well. But again, if yeah. you want to play it on it, that's fine. As they get to experience Fire Emblem, that's great. But I don't know. At least play the one where they come back at the end of a fight. Yeah. I mean, I, right. I, I soft reset like a cheater anyway, so. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, as I was uh, alluding to before, yeah, the game that we all secretly hoped was going to come out this year. It was. It was a. That was a big ask. This, it this was is a big, big ask. ask. It was going to be our. It was. It was one of my E3 dreams for this year. Was was a uh, worldwide release at the same time of Persona Five. Keep dreaming, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, rip in peace that dream. Um, so look, I'm relatively new to the Persona family and and when i say relatively new i I mean i've only played persona 4 golden but boy did i love that game oh boy i'll get you on persona 3 one day oh uh, yeah i'm I'm keen i'm keen i I need to do it but oh boy oh boy persona 4 i've never played a game where i actually cared so much about all the characters and and for a game where you have to constantly maintain relationships in order to not just progress the story or make yourself feel better or make your character feel a little bit better about themselves and get a little bit extra dialogue it's integral to the gameplay because you need to uphold those social links so that your personas actually do better in battle and for a game that makes you that is so based around that i've never cared about characters every single character in that game i had some sort of strong emotional reaction with and it was just oh mwah. (laughs) <laughs> love it cannot cannot thank you any more than than to getting me onto that but uh we look to the future with persona 5 uh which is now coming out february 14th in the u.s yes i believe yeah. that is the date that atlas has announced pre-e3 i guess is what yeah. we is it pre-e3 like i don't know like it's a two-week thing now so who, who who's is keeping it, track is it like pre-3 is that? No, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not starting a thing. No. I'm not starting a thing. You're not, you're um, not starting a thing. I've already seen that and I hate it. <laughs> I hated my myself for saying it. I said it and I went, oh, God, just no. Good. I hope you feel dirty. Yeah, I do. I feel really dirty about but, that. But yeah, um, Persona 5, people, like, they obviously announced the Japanese release date at the start of May with a weird live stream, which I experienced. <laughs> and look, there was some good music in there. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so that got that's coming out in September for the Japanese, which is fine. You know, it's it's a JRPG. They're developing it, so that makes sense. Yeah, but, with the baller move of releasing it two weeks before Final Fantasy fifteen, but yeah, well, I guess they're pretty confident. There's not heaps of like, there's not going to be as much of an overlap in their audiences. Persona Five is like it's a traditional JRPG, whereas Final Fantasy fifteen 
it's doing something different. It's going weird, high-budget, open-world action yeah. RPG, and we'll see how that pays off. But Persona 5 is sticking to what it knows works, and right. huh, based on those yeah. trailers, man, it's, it's made the right choice. Their menus. The menus, the UI, oh. the character designs, oh. the dungeons, the action, the anime oh. sequences, the music, <laughs> everything. Just so unbelievably excited for that game um and i look i'm not by any stretch of the imagination or 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 thought a massive fan of uh jrpgs they're not my they're my go-to i will play them they're not my go-to thing but fuck me i'm so excited for this game it's it's looking like every time i see it it looks even better oh so yeah. yeah that's that's great like so there's a release date, and they're also doing their own collector's edition for the US, which yes. I guess looks okay, but I, I may have pre-ordered the Japanese one already, so <laughs> I'm already, I've already, I think I dropped $230 on it, thanks Australian Ooh. dollar for being the worst. Yeah. Look, I, I'm not going to lie. I, look, I like a good collector's edition that has something practical in it, and that bag looks very practical. And I feel like it would be something I would I could potentially use, uh, except for the fact that it might look a little bit like a handbag. But well, you know, I mean, I'll put that aside. It's Persona, man. I, my I'm, main thing with that is I'm curious to see how big it's going to be. Like, that's true. I saw I think it's John Harden, which is the Atlas PR manager right. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Was he was fielding questions all of yesterday? He's a good guy. <laughs> he had to deal with some jerks as well, but Ooh, mostly there were people being pretty thankful. And I think he I recall him saying that. They hadn't decided on, on the final dimensions yet. I'm not sure if it okay. was that of the art book, but one of the two. If it's big enough, the only thing I'm worried about, because, okay, again, because we're Australian, so this release date and collector's edition is for the US. Mm. We're still sitting here in the dark. We don't know what's happening. Last we heard, Nis America was not publishing Atlas games in Europe anymore. Mm. So I know I don't know if Atlas has a big enough organisation to really push the game over here so they might fall on Sega Europe or maybe someone else I don't know but we don't right. we don't know what we're getting yet or what time we'll get it <laughs> so that's well, the main issue with wondering about the US like the size is if you want to import that we don't know how big the box will be because of the, yes. the bag and the, and the plush isn't too oversized so it's mostly the bag that's going to be interesting I just oh, I'm <laughs> it looks good I need it in my life. I need I need that game. I need that game. But uh, yeah, so it's looking really good. It's looking really good. I had a mental blank then. <laughs> I have my notes sitting in front of me, and I was still just like, talk, Joe. Well, speaking um, of, like speaking of notes, the area we're heading into next, we'll link into that because uh, are we crossing our fingers that maybe? During the PlayStation conference, we might see an English trailer. It seems oh. it oh. seems unlikely. We haven't heard anything about it in English yet. No sort of no sign of a dub. Atlas is pretty good at dubbing, so it's yep. obviously almost definitely coming. I wonder if they've actually done any recording yet. Yes. See, well, this was pre this week, pre yesterday. <laughs> you were hoping. My my massive dream was like Sony press conference. We start up, we go through the motions, we're seeing all the stuff that we're, oh, we heard about this, this has been leaked. Oh, that's new. Oh, there's a little stealth drop here. Cool. Right in the middle, we have lights go down. That trailer starts up. Full English VO. 
and at the end of it, like worldwide release, <laughs> September, and I would I would have exploded. Um, but since that's been dashed now, I mean, I mean, look, it's it's not entirely out of the question, I guess. Um, there was already some really quick fans that jumped on and translated it subtitles wise yeah so the last trailer that was it was very helpful I was careful watching it because mm. I don't want to spoil too much of a plot yeah. but the good thing about the trailers is they don't typically tend to give stuff away they just send, tend to go hey look how good our game is and it's like yeah man it's it's gorgeous it's slick it's beautiful just look don't how, don't spoil me good it, yeah look how good it sounds too like listen to how good it sounds the soundtrack music. is incredible mm. oh pumped 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 it's gonna be. But, uh, it's gonna be something special. Oh yeah. So, uh, as you mentioned, we we are in that pre E three phase. Pre E three. I just want to pre E three. Make sure you say it. Yeah, pre E three. I I've good <laughs> punctuated that one specifically for you, Karen. Thank you. Um, we've had a few trailer releases announcements. Yeah. And whatnot well, this week. Since E three seems to be just like, hey, what if I was a two and a half week event instead of just you know, three days. Hey, I'm not complaining. Oh, no, look, yeah. I love the E3 excitement as much as the next uh, avid gamer. It's like video game Christmas. I love it. That's true. Let it rain down on me. <laughs> well, you're in luck because we've already had some pretty good trailers so far. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Uh, first of all, that ukulele. Oh, give mm. me give me some of that sweet rare nostalgia Ooh, yeah. and I will forever give you my money. And just so much, like so much love to people who played. I was not, I, you know, I played a lot of rare games, obviously, but it, uh, I wasn't huge, like you know, picked up all the different references. But just seeing what people have picked up from those trailers. Oh yeah. Whew, man, that's gonna be, and just the the whole the whole tone of the whole game. As soon as it started up, you're just like, okay, yep. So definitely Banjo Kazooie spiritual sequel. Like, <laughs> Excellent, good. I'm on board. I was sitting watching it with my wife, who was is an avid Banjo Kazooie fan, and she was like, "Can we get this game?" I said, "It's all right. It's all right. I backed it on Kickstarter. It's fine. We're getting a copy of it. It's fine. Don't stress. We're going to be playing that game." Yeah. Um, the only unfortunate consequence was the confirmation of a delay, so it's yeah. coming out quarter one next year. But you know what? That trailer was so colourful and vibrant, and like, it looked as good as I wanted it to look. But I don't even care that we're getting a delay, honestly. No. No, Kyron. Death threats. Death threats. That's the trend. Death threats now. No, we are we are more mature than that. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're just normal human beings. <laughs> we, we are. Anyway. Oh, a topic for another day. Yeah, hope, but, um, hopefully not. Well, yeah. Fingers crossed. But, uh, but look, just the colour palette of it all, the, the different characters, it, Oh, the music as well. And the thing that I noticed as well was the, the sound effects of, like, collecting things. It was just like, that's, that's, oh, that's Banjo-Kazooie, man. That sounds exactly like oh, yeah, it. definitely. It's, and especially that part at the, like, the post-trailer after the logo yeah. showed up. That was classic Rareware. Like, just Absolutely. those sound effects as they talk, the text boxes. It's just amazing. And oh. the, I think the other interesting takeaway is we found out that Team 17 is actually developing mm-hmm. the... PS4 and Xbox One versions, whereas Playtonic is actually making the Wii U and PC versions, which is very interesting. Yes, especially 
Now, this is the thing that you mentioned to me and it sort of sparked a fire in my, my, in my thoughts as well. Uh, Q1 2017, what else do we know about Q1 2017 that has something to do with Nintendo? I mean, Q1's a bit early, but there's a chance that it might even launch alongside the NX, which would be so yes. so nice. It would be so nice to have, like, a, a, essentially a Railway game launch with a yeah. Nintendo console. Absolutely. It'd be beautiful. But we'll see. Would, At least, yeah. like, I backed it on PS4 so I can buy it on Wii U. Because I'm like, uh, nothing, against, nothing against the Wii U, but that PS4 trailer looked pretty nice. And I'm not saying the Wii U version won't. Yeah. And I'm still going to buy it on, but I'm going to buy it on, like... With Shovel Knight, I bought it on Wii U, and then I bought it on PS4, yep. and then I bought a disc copy on Wii U as well. So I I will double, triple, quadruple dip for this game if I have to. I still need to buy that back on uh, on Wii U. I bought it on 3DS. It's a good game, so buy it again. Really Give Yacht Club more money. They deserve it. Definitely, definitely. But, um, yeah, I backed it on, on Wii U because I felt... I felt supporting it on a Nintendo platform was the right thing to do. I don't know. That was uh, what I felt. And um, But look, hopefully if it comes out with the NX, they might have an option to upgrade it. I don't care. I'll buy it again, full price. I don't care. Yeah, that's true. Just take, like, I mean, take more of my money, Platonic. I don't care. You deserve it. It's It's been such a, like, you know, it hasn't been like, it's it's been weird with ukulele for me. Like it's been always at the back of my mind. Every now and then I get an email from them. It's going, hey, some some new character. And I'm like, oh, cool, yeah, that's this game that I backed, and I'm excited for. It. And then I forget about it again for two months, and then I get another one. But now having seen actual footage from from the game and and what it's going to look like and what it's going to play like, yeah, okay, it's definitely at the forefront of my mind now. It's definitely stuck there. Yeah, it should be good. Mm. Oh yes. It's gonna- I mean, I've got the toy box to look forward to in July at least, so that's going to be good. I'll yes. play the bugger out of that. Oh, yes. Kyron. Yes. Saints Row 5. I mean, Agents of Mayhem. <laughs> the trailer looks good. I just have the main issue that's stickling with me is just... It wasn't gameplay, was it? That was cinematic. No, it was all cinematic. Yeah. yeah it was all a CD I mean, trailer. A very, very well put together CD trailer that I quite yeah. enjoyed. But I have no doubt that it'll play. Like, cause, I mean, anyone who's played the Saints Row games know that the action mm. is always over the top and it would only make sense that they would that transition would continue into next generation. Yes. Um, I'm interested, definitely interested. It looks colourful and fun and it's just nice to have games finally just going, oh, wait, we have a whole array of colours, a whole rainbow to choose from. Oh yes. Let's just go a little bit crazy. Let's do it. Screw it. But still, we're still going to stick with our purple. Yeah, purple we're is still prominent. Stick with the purple. I'm the interested purple is still to see there. what ties Agents of Mayhem has to Saints Row. I also just want them to just confirm co-op. Just give it to me. I played yeah. Saints Row three and four, both like full two-player co-op, and it would be hard to go back to single-player. It was okay. Some so of the stuff uh, was amazing in that game as two players. Oh yeah, I'm just re-looking over some of the. Uh, the press release stuff for it. Oh, yep. Um, the IGN has described it as an exclusively single-player open-world action game <sighs> featuring characters with cool guns, gadgets, and abilities to toy around with. Um, look, I feel like it would be a lost opportunity if I didn't focus on some sort of multiplayer co-op because from what I gather, it's there's a roster, I think I read, of 12 characters. Oh, God. Yeah, and you pick three of them, and you form your 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 squad basically. 
So you have, I, I think you can swap them out between missions and things like that. But when you, you're out rolling through the streets of uh, Seoul in Korea, um, some sort of like weird futuristic Seoul. Oh, good, good. Um, you, you I th- this, is, this is all just what I could gather how it would work in my mind. Yes. Um, you could switch between those. But when you've got, you're at rolling missions, you've got your, your three-person squad that you select your characters before you go out. So, so like Mass Effect sort of thing. Kind of, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I feel like I think it's going to Mass Effect mixed with GTA Five. Okay, interesting. So you could switch between characters at any one moment. So that could lead to some cool, like sort of like combo abilities and, and things like that. Um, I, I, the thing that I loved the most about that trailer was uh, it was all CG, but things like the particle effects, like you know, like smoke and uh, like bits of debris falling and stuff, were all hand drawn. So it gave it that really sort of Saturday morning cartoon vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, it it was. It's definitely. It's a get like the Volition games, if nothing else, their visual design and just how how freely they let their imagination run wild is impressive and um, i have no doubt this will be more of the same just crazy stuff like i'll still never forget the first time in sensor of the third you whenever you do the the car takedowns where you like you jump in through the front window and kick the driver (laughs) out and take the car that's that's crazy like amazing i can't wait to see what they do with more power let's not forget how Saints Row 3 and Saints Row 4 started. I mean, <laughs> the interest of those games would just set the tone. You're like, this is what you're in for for the next, you know, 10, 20 hours. Keith David was my awesome. best friend. Oh, yeah, Keith David. Um, but, yeah, look, it's definitely on my radar. It definitely seems like a Joel game. <laughs> a Joel game. Um, is, that a, is that a subgenre now? Yeah. Hey, look, we coined it a while ago. It's like it's, It seems like something Joel would be into. Yeah. Lots of violence, lots of you know stupid crude humor like i thought they were honestly going for the saturday morning cartoon vibe until like the the uh one of the characters rocks up and goes and what was it like you know surprise motherfucker and just, oh, yes. i was like all right nope cool See, Wait. for me it immediately sort of struck me more as again more so of a borderlands sort of vibe yeah vibe. definitely definitely with those like the the character stills and all that yeah yeah and with a little bit, with like a dash of Overwatch in there as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely. Get to that. Get to that. Um, moving along, uh, a game that I am not super familiar with. I want you to read the name to me, Joel. <laughs> what, what I wrote? No, no, no. Read, no, the, read to... the name of the game. All right, hang on. <laughs> Let me find it for you. Uh, <laughs> so it is. It's a great it's, name, really. Oh, Jesus. It's, it's, it's a name. It's multiple names. I don't even know if this is the full version. So, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8, now Roman numerals 2.8, like <laughs> the number, Final Chapter Prologue. That is, is that, that is the full name. That is the full name. And it is as insane as Kingdom you, Hearts as HD 2.8, Final Chapter Prologue. You want to put a few more words in there, Square Enix? Don't, Maybe just... Don't tempt them. Like, Square Enix, oh. this is what they do, man. They make these weird game names that I'm sure all writers and podcasters just dread and Ooh. find themselves just looking at their piece, looking at the PR, the press release, going, okay, it matches, it's good, we're good. Yep, Post that's it. the one. Well, um, take, it, take it away. I, I haven't watched the trailer because I, like, I've played a little bit of Kingdom Hearts 1 and that's about it. Okay. So, um... 
Well, look, the important thing to really take away, like, we already know that it includes Kingdom Hearts 3D from the 3DS, which is Dream Drop Distance, Mm -hmm. which is a pretty important game, I guess, in the grand scheme of the narrative because it seems like it's going to be, again, really important to Kingdom Hearts 3, which is still to be released and finished. Um, It also includes, uh, what was it? There's a, a movie in it now. I don't know why. It's called Kingdom Hearts Chi, Kingdom Hearts X, Chi, whatever, back cover, because, again, Square Enix. Oh, my God. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I'm excited for this game, but what? what? Oh, it's crazy. But um, yeah. So that's going to apparently shed light on the mysterious foretellers. Yep. So that's a thing. Mm. Um, this is this is th- you are saying words to me, Kyron. That's fine. Uh, even I'm just, even I'm looking at this, going, okay, uh, Kingdom Hearts three. I'm ready for it. But anyway, the most important thing is that there's a new playable episode included called called Kingdom Hearts zero point two Birth by Sleep. Right. So this okay. is this is a new thing, really. It feels like it's going to be, I guess, in sort of similar to episode Duske Duske was for Final Fantasy fifteen. Mm-hmm. It's a new playable section where you play as, I think it's Aqua from Birth by Sleep, the PSP right. game that I'm sure no one played because it was on PSP. Um, <laughs> and it seems like it's built in the Kingdom Hearts 3 engine, which is basically, they've sold a copy to me with that because I'm like, I want to see how Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to play. They're like, well, you're buying this game just like you bought Final Fantasy Type Zero to play Episode Disco. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I am. Yep. So that comes out worldwide in December, which is exciting. And the trailer also said that there were like Kingdom Hearts 3 news was still to come in winter. I'm guessing that's winter for the US and not us in Australia because yeah. that's now. That's strange. So, it, so I think it'll be like December, probably at Jump Fiesta. I think that's usually December slash January around that sort of time. Right. Um, but the trailer looks really good. Yep. The new game, like 0.02, 0.2, 0.2 Birth by Sleep, oh, it, looks, it looks so gorgeous. Like ever since Kingdom Hearts 3 was announced with that very short video, Mm-hmm. It reminded me how badly I wanted a HD Kingdom Hearts, really, because like Kingdom Hearts Two was approximately a lifetime ago on the PS2. Yeah, it was a hundred millennia, <laughs> to quote a famous yes. video that <laughs> references Kingdom Hearts. Oh yeah. boy, it's I still remember picking up Kingdom Hearts Two on PS2, and I'm like, man, I can't wait to play Kingdom Hearts Three. And here we are in 2016, and we still haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3. But hey, that's... Several years later. That's yeah. Square Enix. Like, we still haven't played 15, and that was announced 10 years ago. Yep. But, so, yeah, the trailer looked really good, and I'm excited. Awesome. Even if the name is confusing and makes very little sense. Now to uh, cut down your excitement, just to, uh, to something that we both care very little about, but just came out tonight before we started recording this, so we thought we'd better touch on it. It's going to be probably about 30 seconds worth. Yeah. Injustice 2. Yeah, look, Injustice, I liked what I played of Mortal Kombat X. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, when, um, I downloaded Injustice because it was a plus game on PS4 mm-hmm. and played through the story mode. It was pretty good, but the fighting didn't really interest me. So no, I, feel I like played it a little bit of it and I was like, eh. Yeah, like it's kind of, eh. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure if you're into DC and yeah. fighting games, then this is for you. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, a, it's a bummer. I, 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 it was revealed early. Oh yeah, with that poster. But yeah, yeah. Look Poor at Ed Boon. It huh. looks nice enough, and it makes sense that they want to get it out. Like, I guess it's not hot off the heels of Batman v Superman, but it feels like it would go nicely with that 
sort of universe. Yeah, and especially with Suicide Squad coming as well. Yeah, well, a couple of things to tie in with it. So I'm sure there'll be some there'll be some new characters in this cast that are going to be introduced in those sort of movies. But absolutely, it it might be someone's cup of tea. It's not really mine. Oh, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's plenty of people's cup of tea. But I remember I I watched the trailer just before and I was like. I wish I gave a shit about this because yeah, it looks good, but I just I don't I don't care about it. But um, it's only I, fair to say that we are again. I don't really read comics, but if I had to pick a particular house, it would be Marvel. Yeah, I mean, not to because drive well, a wedge, but like yeah, we're movie the, fans as well. So like we we like the Marvel movies better than we like the DC yeah. movies. But DC heroes are definitely interesting, but I just haven't really had the time to. Give them, them, yeah, yeah. Like their movies, again, this isn't a dig. Like their movies have been okay, but they haven't really worked their magic on me. No. I'm no. hoping that they will in the future now that they're kind of getting their cinematic universe going, but yeah, I'm not too not too interested in Injustice 2 at this point. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll take it as it comes for yeah. that one. Before we, I, I, I see we missed something in our notes here actually that I'll bring up now. We missed um, the new trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh my god, we did absolutely. Oh, I put Injustice Two in there and it is with Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm an idiot. It's okay. It's fine. Oh, we, we'll, wow. we'll, we'll fix that now. We're ending yes. on a good note now for this for this little topic segment. Yeah. That game, like, I'm so happy to see Gorilla like freed from the shackles of Killzone. Yeah. And given the chance to really run through like free with a, a new IP, a new world, like awesome yeah. robot dinosaurs, a badass female protagonist shooting, <laughs> riding robot dinosaurs, robot crocodiles robot birds it's just it looks great and like some sort of weird post-apocalyptic but so far ahead that everything's sort of come around full circle again yeah. and it's starting over it, it feels it like there's looks... just enough mystery there and it's like this like because now that uncharted 4 is done like yep. that's done naughty dog are probably they're making single player dlc then they're making something else whatever else. that is it feels like horizon zero dawn could really be the what sets the new benchmark for like yep. modern console generation graphics Absolutely. until we see God of War 4. Um, oh, hey, well, next week. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I just, and I kind of, I want to know more, but I'm glad they're not showing me too much at this point. Yeah. Like, we don't it's, know if it's, it's open world at all. Like, we just know that there's robot dinosaurs and I, a boat, and I'm in. I, th- I think they've mentioned there's open world, that there's, there's, it is some sort of open world-esque game. Yeah, it looks um, like yeah, I. Oh, wow. It, <laughs> Injustice it, 2 instead of that. Yeah. Also, we should mention that it got delayed and that sucks, but. Yes, it did. If but it's, if don't it's a better game, death threats. Then don't, thumbs up. Don't, don't do that. Don't be an idiot. Don't, don't be, be, don't be, don't be a dick. It's in life, don't be a dick. It's, it's the, the prime rule. Don't be a dick. It's pretty easy to not be that kind of person. I'm yeah. currently doing it right now, even yeah. though I'm annoyed at the Persona 5 release date. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm just like, yeah, you know, it'll happen. And like, I think Atlas probably did it. And I'm sure Sony didn't want to put this game out. It's a new IP, but I want it to get slaughtered by the holiday season games. And I also, if it's a new IP, you want it to be as, as polished as it can be. So, yeah. you know what? Take the extra time. Yes. Well, as I mentioned previously before, it's, uh, it is video game Christmas time. <laughs> We are on the cusp of E3 and its uh, subsequent presentations or press conferences, call it what you will. So uh, I thought, you know, for our very first episode, we probably should touch on those. It seems like it's a big deal. It's kind of like a big deal, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Sort of. So uh, E3, it's 
bit different this year, isn't it? Things. Yeah, people are, well, for some of the companies are just kind of all over the place. There's like the primary show where it's still, it's still press only, mm-hmm. but there's also yeah. like a public day. I think it's an, is it offside? I'm pretty sure it is at like LA Live or something. Uh, yeah, they're doing it. Yeah, it's somewhere something else. Like that. It's, in a, it's a separate, separate, uh, a completely separate event. Yeah, and it's only going to have some of the stuff from E3 there. So I guess people are spe- speculating that some of the big hitters won't be there. I guess no, we don't well, really it's, know. It's well, E3 Live. It's, uh, so they they announced it. They it's free, um, but it was ticketed. So, so of course they <laughs> Yeah, it, it was like I think it was in like two hours or like yeah maybe like ten hours or so that they were gone. Um, but there's only a few people that are going to be there. So um, uh, Ubisoft are going to be there, uh, Warner Brothers Entertainment, which makes sense with uh, you know the Injustice 2 announcement, I guess. Yeah, well. Um, and I, I guess I'll be showing things like Lego Dimensions and all that kind of stuff. Um, HTC and Oculus are going to be there as well, obviously showing their, uh, their VR experiences. Um, Alienware, so a lot of hardware stuff. Yeah, well, it makes sense. If you're going to open it to the consumers, you kind of want to try and sell to them if you can as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, uh, just to round it out, um, Frito-Lay, which is, I guess, a chips company, I think. Okay. Kind of like Smith's, I'm pretty sure. Ah, yes. Um, Yeah. uh, chips. Yeah, Mm, chips. Uh, Monster Energy Drink, uh, Loot Crate, and Twitch are going to be there as exhibitors as well. So it's kind of like a little... Mini con, I guess, that's sort of linked to E3 very loosely. It kind of makes sense. Like over here in Australia, we already have not that exact thing. We do have EB Expo, which is sort of like, I mean, it may cost money to go there, and we can touch on that whole thing another time. (laughs) But basically, it seems like a similar idea to that. Like, where some people, like, bring some games, some early games that haven't come out yet. You can go and hang out and play them. You know, well, yeah, we, we have PAX, but, and PAX is definitely getting bigger every year in Australia, like the, yeah. the game but show PAX floor. Is, PAX is a weird kind of beast. It's, also, yeah, it's, exactly. also, it's not just video games. It's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's like the entire geek circle, yeah, which is great. It's amazing. Gaming as a, as a culture, I guess. Gaming, like tabletop, video gaming, yes. like, and, like just digital entertainment. Everything entertainment, is great. Entertainment nearly always as well. So it's it's weird. It's 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 almost like I don't know. It I, I've said this to you to you and a few other people before that it's it seems like in this age where where uh, print media is is fast becoming like irrelevant. Everything's you know run by gaming websites, blogs, podcasts, YouTubers wink, wink. more than anything really. YouTubers, yeah, especially the, the social media influencers. It's. Oh. Um, <laughs> I hate, mm. I hate that label. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't like social media influencers. I didn't know that was such a trigger word for you. Wow. Oh, I just don't um, like it, man. Put that one down in the in the book. Yeah, check it down um, with with pre three. Pre three. Yeah, cool. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it's it's almost like well, everyone can stream these conferences, which we do. We stay up to oh, all yeah. hours of the morning streaming them and because watching we are, them. We're Australian, and these conferences typically are at <laughs> two to six a.m. in the morning for us. Yep. yep. And which, we are crazy you know, people. Yeah, we are crazy, but I mean, it's three thirty right now, so you know, this is kind of like like dinner time. Um, but yeah, it, it, in this age where like premium is becoming more and more irrelevant, all these sort of things are going online. People have so much more access to them. E three was always about getting the press in there. The press can be anyone. I mean, technically, we could classify ourselves as the press. So I don't know. 
is it the good thing to be for E3 to be trying out these new avenues? It's definitely it's definitely a good idea. Like I don't think anyone would say it isn't. No. Um, I know I know that some print journalists are not crazy about the push of digital like news reporting and all that. I've seen them scoff at some of the like for example, just as an example, uh, Rooster Teeth's channel the No. They right. they sometimes break stories, sometimes they're just rumors and whatever you think of that. I've seen some I follow some 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 print media guys on Twitter and right. I've seen them scoff at their content before going, oh, YouTubers, you know, reporting the news. It's like, yeah, unfortunately, like, the media, like, it's moving forward. Print media is fine. I still like reading a good article. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, I don't think it's going to be wiped out completely because there is definitely, you know, I much prefer to read a book than, uh, like, a digital, like, a Kindle or an e-reader yeah, or something like that. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, I don't know, it's, for something like this where, The general consensus of the of, of, of gamers these days and people who play video games is, I want it now, I want it as fast as I can, I want it in my face as quickly as possible. Consumers have a very short memory now, really, and you've got to make an impact very quickly and then exactly. follow it up very quickly. Yeah. But, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it, how it turns out. Yeah, well, I mean, mm. specifically with, um, like, apart from e- E3 Live, there's also the fact that don't forget that EA themselves are holding a separate event, like before yes, the show are. starts. Yes. And Activision's doing something later in the year for Call of Duty, which is, yep. again, it's it's weird. Like, it's, I mean, it's still better than that year that E3 was in like a hotel or whatever it was. And, it's in like Santa Monica, oh, I think yeah, it was, like a smaller version. Yeah, like really strange. Yep. Um, and, well, oh, and the big one, Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo. I love Nintendo. Yeah. I'm so confused right now with what they're it's, doing. It's hard to be a Nintendo fan at the moment and sort of fight the good fight on the on the, the front lines for Nintendo. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Like the way they're approaching I mean, first of all, they they basically said, Look, NX is next year, it's in March. And that I can't I can't believe that, that was a plan all along. Not when you look at their release schedule, like it's barren. It's barren, yeah. It is. We have what do we have? We've got Sparse. Paper Mario coming out, mm-hmm. and probably something else. Probably one other game at this point. Oh, what is it? Oh, there's, there's, something... there's Tokyo Mirage Session. Tokyo Mirage Session, and then obviously you know, for the 3DS front, we got Pokemon later yeah. in the year as well. Well, Pokemon's but... still got some stuff. I mean, not Pokemon. Goddamn, 3DS still has some stuff coming out for it. Absolutely, but yeah. the Wii U at this point. It looks like a ghost town, and They've, that sucks because I love my Wii U and I love it's, Nintendo. It's a write-off, like uh, as yeah. you know, they're looking at it as a write-off, which is and again I mean, what makes it really weird that so, so Nintendo's only showing Zelda. Well, they're not only showing Zelda technically, yeah, but technically in their booth, what you'll be playing will be Zelda. That is their focus. Yeah. So, but then it, it's going to be the Wii U version, though, even though it's now yeah. also been pushed back. So it can come out on NX. NX. Yeah. And it just it feels strange that they're gonna be like showing us the version that we were promised, which is a Wii U version. Mm-hmm. And in the back of all of our heads we'll be like, Yeah, but it's gonna mm. look better on NX and you haven't right. showed us that yet. <laughs> it's like Twilight Princess all over again. It is exactly like Twilight Princess all over Twilight again. Twilight Princess all over again. Um look, I think I think the uh, the only Zelda thing they they obviously don't have anything to show. In terms of like multiple games, Zelda yeah. is their big thing. It's a big ticket draw card. 
it's also Nintendo just staking their claim for that booth at E3. Yeah, well, I mean, they do have, like, because obviously doing the Nintendo, they're doing a Treehouse live stream on, I think yeah. it's day one of the show, and that's all Zelda. Yeah. Like, but day two has got some smaller stuff. It's got, it starts with, like, a Pokemon Go QA. Yep. Uh, like, Monster Hunter Generations. Uh, there's course, a Dragon yes. Quest, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, and I think mm-hmm. maybe there's some Sun and Moon stuff in there. But day two's got some other stuff, not just Zelda. Yep. But the booth apparently seems like it's going to be strict Zelda, which could be really just interesting if you're there and, like, suddenly, like, you've got all this noise everywhere. And what the Nintendo booth could just be like, right, huge floor space for just Zelda demos, proper, yep. like, like blocking out of the sound and E3's hustle and bustle. Yep. It could make it a much better experience for people who are actually playing. I think it's a, they said it's a 90-minute demo or maybe two. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, so I imagine it'll be like a field demo and a dungeon demo, which will be interesting. Yeah, but so kind of like the way they do the Skyward Sword. I just don't want to spoil anything. I'm worried. Yeah, I don't want to spoil too much. <laughs> Is it going to be too much? Is it going to be too much, do you think? That's what I'm worried about. Like, cause mm. if they could be creating a new, like a whole different segment of the game that's not going to be part of it, but I don't know if they will. I don't I'm, think I'm, they will. Yeah, I'm just worried that they'll... Because a lot of the magic of Zelda is really just experiencing that world. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. Like, I could be wrong. It's open world, and who knows what they're going to do with that at this point. Yeah. But, hey, we got some sweet new artwork for it today. Yes. So it looks amazing. And people very, are already beginning pretty. to question, like, so both, like, all the artwork we've seen of Link so far, he has been without his green tunic. Yes. So we'll see what the heck's going on there. Yeah, there's been lots and lots of rumors about that. But, um which we might touch on at a later date. Maybe after next week when we, we might know yeah. a little bit more. Well, I think it's only fair we also spend it, like we did spend a bit of time talking Nintendo. We should probably talk Sony and Microsoft as well, I guess. Yeah. Well, oh, jeez. We'll, we'll, we'll keep them pretty concise because, I mean, yeah. it's, first of um, all, for Microsoft, like, I have an Xbox One now. I don't know yes, why, but I do. You do. But neither of us have a super huge stake in what they're putting out. No. We're, look, if you wanted to label us both, we're very much <laughs> Sony's, Sony's... Well, I'm, I'm more Nintendo, man. Don't you... Well, yeah, but, like, you know, in terms of... If we're talking about Sony and Xbox One, oh, we're, yes. we're definitely in the Sony camp because that's what, we, that's what we play on. That's what we have. That's what we play on. Yeah. We should probably establish these ground rules from the start. <laughs> so if we do say things that everyone's like, well, Xbox is good as well. Like, it, it, is. it is. It's great. But what we play on is PS4. So. Yeah, like, again, on the Xbox One, like... I played a fair bit of Rare Replay because uh-huh. I'm a sucker for nostalgia and it's yeah, well, of course. nice to revisit Rare's golden days. Absolutely. I spent a bit of time with Dead Rising 3. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and like Microsoft have got some good stuff coming out. It's just a matter of how much they, you know, let that do the talking for them, really. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's a confusing time at both those places in terms of... Oh, boy. Hardware. Yeah. New hardware already. Well, that's the interesting thing. Like, it seems like we're heading towards, like, a, a mid-generational shift. And I'm really curious as to how much of that is Microsoft and Sony's choice, or are they more so reacting to Nintendo being forced to ship early with a new console because the Wii U is just hemorrhaging money for them? Yes, exactly. And, I mean, I don't know if they're trying to just make sure they stay dominant over Nintendo because obviously the NX will be more com- competitive in a, exactly, on the yeah. game front, so more powerful than the Wii U. And I have to wonder if that might be part of what's happening. I don't know. Or maybe this is just where we're going now. Like, are we going to get new consoles every two or three years yeah. as opposed to every five to six? 
Well, the biggest the the the, the biggest thing the, the biggest reasoning I can see for it is that Sony's got PlayStation VR coming out, which reportedly runs pretty badly on standard PS4s. From exactly. What, from what people have been saying. Exactly. So there's that. That might run better on the PS4.5 slash Neo, whatever they're calling it. I refuse. Like, Neo, Neo, yeah. when the headset oh, was called the Morpheus. Yeah. <sighs> like, ugh. so um, that, that, that seems to be a big thing, a, a big key as to why they're doing this is VR. If you want to have a, a VR system that's probably going to work out to be cheaper than a PC that is required for a HTC Vive or an Oculus Rift. This is a very much better entry level into VR. Um, also, I don't know. Do, do you think that Sony's got... Sony is in a bit of trouble at the moment in terms of all their other properties. Like PlayStation is the only thing that's really keeping them afloat. Their TVs and everything else is not doing so great. So with the PS4.5 being 4K as it was rumoured to be, is that a way to sell as a bundle with a Sony 4K TV? Because obviously you need a 4K TV to get the full... Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, because it's... We have to remember that this is Sony of the guys who pushed Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And look, it won in the end, but, like, that was... The PS3 was a expensive system. Oh, yes. And it had a Blu-ray player in it. And $1, obviously $1, Sony $1. wanted that to succeed. Yeah, well... Mm. $1,000 Australian, that was insane. $1,000 Australian. Oh. But um, so it would make sense if they were pushing a 4K console, like a 4K version of what is this generation's best-selling console. Absolutely. To get people to maybe maybe dip their toes in 4K. It's yep. probably not going to work on me just because a 4K TV is super expensive. <laughs> I mean, I'm due for a new TV, but I also work two shifts a week and I don't have enough money to do something like that. So I, I ideally I'd like to, but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be something I'm going to buy into as such. Yeah. VR, on the other hand, I'm very interested in. But I still again, haven't tried it and it kills me inside. I. Neither have I. And I really want to. But we'll have to like try and like sketch out a corner of packs. To try it out because I can't yes. believe we haven't tried VR yet. Which we've said for the past three years. Yeah, we've um, we probably the last two people on the planet the planet who haven't used it. I think so. Um, but I mean, Xbox One coming out with a slim potentially as well. Well, yeah, because that gets interesting because there's rumours that they might be looking into a partnership with Oculus as well. Yes, which, is, which would make sense. Makes sense. Like, makes sense. If Sony's going into VR. Like, mm -hmm. Microsoft can't afford to be left behind. Oculus nope. is established as a VR, like, developer, like, exactly. hardware and producer. It just makes sense. And the Microsoft connection as well. Like, Microsoft yeah, exactly. PC, it makes sense. The only question that leaves me with is what is what the heck is HoloLens going to end up being for? But that's a whole uh, other thing. Yeah, HoloLens is, yeah, I don't know. Too expensive for anyone, but <laughs> yep. it makes VR look, you know, affordable. Um, moving right along. Well, I guess we'll find it next week. Yeah, like, it's, it's exciting. They're going like, to talk about those, I mean, like, for better or worse. A mid-generation console swap could be good. It could work. Like could be a shake-up. There could be people who make... Because, like, we have to remember that it's only just recently happened where we're starting to get, starting to get this generation console-exclusive games. Absolutely. Heck, even Rise of a Tomb Raider from last year came out on Xbox One and Xbox 360. 360. So yeah. It's a lot of splitting of the user base, and maybe they're hoping that with a new console, they'll finally force those people across. I don't know. And it also runs the risk of doing the exact opposite. But Yeah, exactly. It could drive a wedge. But it seems, again, based on leaks, 
inverted commas, air quotes. <laughs> Sony, Sony's policy seems to be pretty adamant that the games have to run good on both consoles. Right. They, they can perform a bit better, I think they said, on the 4K, but they have to be comparable on the original PS4 and the 4K. So yeah. I assume Xbox would enforce the same, but I don't know, man. Yeah, setting those grand rules is probably a good thing. But, I mean, all will be revealed next week, I guess. Yeah. Um, should we touch on the Bethesda stuff? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about Bethesda. Then we should we, we should just make like a make maybe just a wild dream for a wild dream and a nightmare for Sony and Microsoft. But we'll talk about Bethesda first. Yeah. Okay. So they had a bit of stuff. We don't know how true the leaks are, but there's been leaks because apparently the C3 didn't hire very good plumbing. Because uh, oh boy, springing leaks everywhere. Yeah. So the rumor suggests that not only will we see a new Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. A new Evil Within. Mm-hmm. And both a, make sense. Yep, both of them make sense. And a re-emergence of Prey 2. Not sure how much sense that makes, but... Yeah. I mean, it went quiet, I guess, and things got murky there. And then also there's talk of a Skyrim remaster, which makes so much sense that I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Exactly. Um, as awful as that sounds, it makes so much sense. Yeah. I mean, people will buy Skyrim again. Yes, they will. Especially console players yeah i played skyrim on ps3 it was not ideal yep to put it bluntly i think i'm one of like three people in the world who hasn't played skyrim so i can't really comment on that but i i know what an impact it had on on uh on the gaming world like it was a gateway drug to to sort of more open world rpg adventures for a lot of people so it's um it makes a lot of sense for them to re-release that um maybe with mod support? Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking as well. That seems like the best way to really justify it. Like, because mm-hmm. it's, it's a tough sell to be like, hey, I know you bought this game, like, 2011? Yep. It came out the same year as Dark Souls, so it's old. Like, Skyrim's old. <laughs> I bought, I bought, it was, it was Skyward Sword, because I remember I played Skyward Sword instead of playing yeah, So, so Skyward, Skyward. Skyward Sword and Dark Souls 1 came out that year, so that's how yep. old it is. Yes. Um, and it would just make sense to basically, first of all, make it look like the PC version, which is yep. obviously a much nicer game than the PS3 and 360 ones were. Mm-hmm. And if they just sprinkled in mods with Fallout 4 now getting console mods, it, exactly. it kind of makes sense to me. And again, it's, it'll make them so much money. I don't, like people, some people are like, no, it won't, but it will. No, it absolutely will. Skyrim like, will I mean, sell gangbusters again. And if they come out and say, Skyrim HD Remaster, PS4, Xbox One, PC, mod support, all that stuff, coming holiday season this year especially again if it inevitably launches at like a budget price like of like we're gonna be talking in australian dollars just a heads up yeah so if if, if it come out like 49 59 even, even 60 is not too bad yeah, like 60 is fine 60 is a pretty good price for that um assuming I it will also people, include all dlc as well so that's yeah even, they have to yeah even more time oh um, god but if they if they announce that for a holiday release like that's that's their that's their money in the bank that's going to go straight back into Elder Scrolls six. Yeah, six definitely. Yeah, six is what we're up to now. Skyrim yeah. was five. Yep. So, uh, I mean, and that's for the other stuff like Wolfenstein two. We've already sort of had leaked. Like it's it been talked sense. about before. It's it a safe bet. It was a critical and like I think in terms of money wise, I think it did a, it sold really well. I mean, it, we got one game and then we got like a a half new game, so they definitely exactly. have interest in it. Yeah, exactly. And like from what I played of it, it was great. I yeah. played on the PS3. It was fucking awesome. Like again, like 
it was one of those games like Doom where it was like the only way to describe it was like, it was fucking sweet, like really cool. You know, the storyline was actually really interesting, gave sort of like a name to the faceless, well, to BJ Blazkowicz and gave him a bit of a backstory and it was, it was cool. I liked it. Um, Evil Within I never played, looked interesting. I know you did. Um, yeah, look, Evil Within was a game that should have been right up my alley and maybe yes. I should go back and try it again because it didn't really didn't really click with me but it's like it's third person survival horror from Shinji Mikami like the, the grandfather of my like one of my favourite survival horror series so a sequel I would play um, but I, I again Evil Within 1 didn't leave much of a mark on me right I, I really should go back and try it again though because I feel like I've missed the boat somehow yeah, because everyone seems to love it. Everyone and it loves sold it. really well, and, so, and it, like critically, it did really well. I, yeah, I don't know. So I, I have I to go and try it again. I think. All right. Well, I think that's a, we can probably put a pin in our uh, in our E three talks for the week. Oh no, well, there was one more thing you wanted to talk about, wasn't it? Oh yeah, we should make like some stupid. What it, what what's one thing you want from Sony and don't want from Sony? And what's one thing you want from Microsoft and don't want from Microsoft? We oh. could we could do Nintendo, but they're not. They're showing Zelda, so we're happy with that. Yeah, that's fine. We're, we're okay with that. Um, look, I know it's going to happen, and I'm probably not going to really care about it. Um, I, 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 one thing, it's not that I don't want. I don't really care. Okay, it's that's got, fair. That's a better way of wording, you know, I guess. Yeah, God of War 4. Like, I'll probably play it when it comes out. I never played Ascension, but, like, I, I'll probably play it. I mean, it's worth remembering... Like according to again, the leaks. Yep. Um, the God of God of War Four sounds like it's going to change gears into uh, Norse mythology, which which that sounds so fun. I love sounds Norse like mythology, fun. so I'm in the door if that happens. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, what would I what would I want? <laughs> Ooh, that's a, that's a tough one. Your wildest dream. Wildest dream. Um. I don't know. Like, there's been rumors going around. I've been listening to a, a lot of the stuff from um, from the guys at Kind of Funny, uh, and being big Sony fans as well. They are apparently they were talking about how there's talks of Sucker Punch, who made uh, Infamous, potentially doing some sort of licensed product. Oh yeah, but is this for Spider Man game? Yeah, I I don't know. They, they said that, and I was like. I could get on board with that. I really like, I really fucking liked Infamous. Well, one and two, I never played like First Light and Second Sun. So, um, but like those first two games, they were really fun games. Really enjoyed them. I, I could get behind like a Spider Man game made by those guys. That'd, that'd be fun. It'd be interesting. Like they, they make, they've already been making superpower games. So, and Spider Man is popular right now. Yep, He's in the absolutely. Marvel Universe. I mean, it'd be, it makes sense to cash, cash in on that. Like, Absolutely. Oh, that's the one. That, that's my, my dream, okay? It's not, it's not Sony-specific. Yep. But I feel like it would be at Sony's conference. Lights go down after we've seen, you know, COD and whatnot. Lights go down. We open on, like, a vast landscape of the Wild West. Horses ride into shot. Red Dead Redemption 2 or Red Dead yeah. 3, whichever one you want to call it's it. It's Red Dead 3, man. Red, Red Dead 3, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Red Dead Rasputin. I don't know. Or whatever they call it. <laughs> it a could new happen. Red Dead game. I, I mean, typically Rockstar prefer to do their own thing because they're, they're, they're like, nah, you know what? If we put a trailer out, you'll all watch it. It doesn't matter when we do it. Yeah. But, but there's been so many rumors. Be there, they? Yeah. Again, I don't, like, Rockstar can, they could do anything. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like they've already—I think they've—they've they've mentioned recently that like GTA Online's pretty much 
wrapping up now. Makes sense. Sort of wrap so, I think that last year was oh yeah, really good legs. I mean, it had like you know, you know, it was big and then it died off, and then Heist came out, it was big again, and it died off, and then like next gen ones came out, and then yeah, it's these big dips. But man, I would kill for a Red Dead game, a new Red Dead game. That's that would be. And I'm, I like I'm definitely not the only one. I know there's oh, lots yeah. of people that are lots of people who want that. Yeah, so I, I, that that would be mine. Uh, Xbox, I I don't know. I mean, they've I, got some they've got some good um, like IPs they're sitting on. They do. I, I don't know. Battletoads. Yeah, Battletoads would be interesting to see. Maybe they let Rare like unleash on a new Conquer. Yeah. Oh, okay. If we're talking big dreams, <laughs> that's that's a big one. But yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm not like, you know, I, I watch the Xbox conference or the Microsoft conference and I do enjoy it, but those exclusives are not being, I mean, the last exclusive that really spoke to me, that would be like, it never happened. Xbox come out and they go, Sunset Overdrive, coming to PS4. <laughs> That's what I'd like. Um, don't forget yeah. the Xbox of the guy sitting on the next Platinum game. Okay. All right. All right. There, you've got me there. The, whatever Platinum's working on. I'm going to look at that. It'll, it'll almost definitely be there. Scalebound. Scale bound. Yeah. Oh, okay. What about you? Good, sir. Uh, okay. So from Sony, what my dream of dream, like mm-hmm. it would be, gosh, um, I wasn't even prepared to answer this myself. I know, right? <laughs> I would really like to see, it's, I just want to see more, more of a seven remake. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I knew you were going to say that, and, uh, and it's perfect. That's a Either perfect that, answer. I would take the seven. If this is this is like dream of dreams, it's like I'm picking old stuff. I would love to see more of that, or I'd love to see. Considering we're not getting Persona Five until yeah. next year, I would be I would shell out money for Persona Three or Four with trophies, HD, like Ooh. blah blah blah, bells and whistles. I'm like, yeah, cool, have my money, take it as a Ooh. as an apology for you know not coming in in September. And also, they go. Also available right now. <laughs> Dropping it. Just yep, <laughs> stealth drop. Bang. <laughs> if only. That'd be amazing. Um, and as for things that I, that I wouldn't care about, mm-hmm. if it was announced, it has to go to all, like, this is nothing personal against people who are excited for it. I wouldn't really care if a new Crash Bandicoot was announced. I just, Good I point. I just wouldn't, honestly. It's lost on me. I, I, I play a little bit of Crash Bandicoot. I'm like, eh, it's okay. They never really, never, like, even, even, like, in that era, I don't know. Like I just, it's sort of gameplay wasn't really what I wanted. Super Mario sixty four. Man, that's that's like that's the platformer of that generation. Yeah, I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, but that's that's it. Like that's just me. I I never was into Crash. I love the uh, the references in Naughty yeah. Dog's latest game, but brilliant. It was a you know, nice callback to what they where they came from. And as for as for Microsoft, what I would love to see them do is. I mean, they're kind of already doing it. With just let Rare create. Mm. Sea of Thieves is a good step forward. Yes, that looks very really cool, like MMO esque pirate adventures. That sounds great. But yep. Yeah, just let them do. Let them create. Just keep letting them do that because I'm sure there's still enough magic at Rare to make something special, even though most of them have left since then. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's basically what I want from them. And what I wouldn't care about. It would probably be probably Battletoads, even though it was one of my suggestions for you. Like, mm. I don't know how you would do that in this day and age. It's Not, it's pure nostalgia factor. It's the same Crash Bandicoot. It's it's pure nostalgia. Like, there's no those games. 
now that I mean, Battletoads maybe is is when you look at it for its time is very very uh, advanced in terms of the way that they handled uh, like you know taking bits of enemies and using them against other enemies and like and that so like first boss fight level like, design yeah, yeah. like that, it's good but I mean they weren't like Crash Bandicoot pretty terribly it's pretty terrible to control and it, they were pretty unfair they were pretty rough yeah they were but um like if if you did a modern Battletoads like I don't really know what you'd really do with it I feel like that it's now a franchise that's better off being left to like Rare Replay having one of the characters in Killer Instinct being special characters in Shovel Knight I think that's that's probably good yeah. enough for that series now I think that's that's fine that's fine just keep it keep it in the memory keep the nostalgia there but don't don't make it a new thing yeah, yeah. alright I think to wrap up we need to uh, we need to address the the giant colourful elephant in the room Overwatch Ooh. Overwatch. The reason why this has happened so late. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Overwatch. Overwatch. I've never loved and hated a game so much in the same, like, space of time. Like, I just... I love it. It's so good. But, man, sometimes it turns me into a terrible person. <laughs> it's it just into a terrible It makes person. us pretty angry sometimes, especially Ooh, yeah. if we're playing with random people and they're not really getting the team dynamic, which I guess is partially our fault because we're in our own separate party chat just going, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. When they, they could have... fucking scrubble. I don't even know if fucking... You don't even know how to play that character. And then probably fucking got their headset on, on yeah. going, what are, what are they doing? Like, yeah. what are those, like, I don't know, three or four of us, however many of us are in the party doing? It's like, no, we have a strategy. Jeez, it's not our fault. You can't hear it. Yeah. But apart, like, I just can't stop playing it. I can't. It's... it's oh, my God. It's just... And then when I think I'm like, oh, no, I've had enough, I've had enough, I'm going to put it down. I put it down, I go to bed, I wake up in the morning, and I'm like, fuck, I want to play Overwatch again. <laughs> like, it's just instantly I get out and I'm like, who's online? Is like, Karin, Karin, oh, he's not going to work yet. You can put in a couple of games before you go. Let's do it, let's do it. And it's just, oh. And just the, everything about the way the characters, every character plays completely differently. There is not one character that you go, oh, that attack's kind of like this attack. There's, they all are so unique. And I, I haven't played a game with it's like 21 characters that all play completely differently, have different character to them. And it's just, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. So good. Like, this is what Blizzard has excelled at. Oh, yeah. And it's again, this is the other refreshing thing. And it's actually interesting that, like, Blizzard making Overwatch and it being freaking incredible mm -hmm. is a very interesting mirror to Nintendo, like, making Splatoon and it yeah. also being incredible. Both these companies who have been making the same games for a long time, finally yep. unleashing a new IP, but they've never really, like, Nintendo's never made a shooter. Blizzard's no. never made a shooter. Then mm. suddenly here come these two shooters, and they are probably my favourite two shooters of the last five, six years. Absolutely. Like, they are just, oh, my God. I love, I, okay, so I love, the perfect example of what I'm about to say is with my wife. Like, it, this game is so easy to pick up and tool around with and have a go and make you feel like a hero at some point during while you're playing it. Like, you, you will have your moment to shine. Uh, uh, but then there's also this deep layer of strategy underneath it as well of, like, you know, which characters work well with others, which characters don't work well with others, which characters counteract other characters. Um, but just, like, watching, watching my wife pick up 
I said, just play some Overwatch. She's like, no, I don't really like those type of games. You know, I don't really want to play online with people. And I'm like, just go. Right, here's the here's the practice area. Just play that. She's like, oh, this is really cool. Picked a couple of characters she likes. I'm like, all right, we can play against AI characters. You'll play with other people, but you're playing against AI characters. She's like, all right, cool. She got that. Tonight, she played like two hours with like online with randos and and and, uh, and with you, Karen, yeah, and a yeah. couple of our friends, and then played against actual people and was doing really well, had a lot of fun. And it's just, it sinks your hooks in, it hooks in so well to you. It's the tried and true, like, like approach. It's easy to pick up, really hard to master. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's that, it's, that gameplay loop is just on point. And uh, like and like I said about like you always have your moment to shine and always like games nearly always have some sort of tense moment in them. Like you oh might have a game God. that's complete whitewashed, like where you just get completely railed. The next game, it could be you're both trying to capture one control point, you're both sitting at ninety nine percent, it's in overtime, it's whoever wipes the other team out first is gonna take this match. And it can go for like two or three minutes of that. And it's so tense. It is. And so stressful, but so much fun. And so rewarding as well. Yeah, definitely. Like um even just like based on like the character roles, like it's never it's always everyone can contribute. Everyone can. Even mm-hmm. if you aren't good, you can play a support class they're pretty easy to use. They can heal, buff, protect, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Or you can be offensive. You get in mm-hmm. there and get down the front lines and just disrupt the enemies. You can tank up and be a distraction. Yep. Build defenses. It's it's great. Like everyone oh, can so can can do something and contribute to the yep. to the fights. And it's and, and like and switching between characters in game as well, which is is not only like a, a neat feature it it is integral sometimes like yeah you have to be willing to change on the fly to adapt strategies and counter absolutely. other teams if i mean like if if you feel like you're just slamming head against a brick wall you're not making any headway with a certain character it is not gelling with the rest of the team well switch it up to something else maybe try something else go back to the drawing board start over again and it and it can be the difference between you those whitewash matches and both of you capturing a point 99 and it's oh my god I just, oh. And we have to remember, this is all before they've even put out competitive play. Absolutely. And this game has, like, what, two, three game modes in it? Essentially, yeah. And it's already, like, oh, my God. And because it's Blizzard, you know there's going to be so much post-launch content. Yeah, Blizzard. So much. They're good at supporting their stuff, which is... Which is again something that's very exciting. They're already talking heroes, and they're set, they've mm-hmm. been teasing the fan base who have been like tearing through stages, oh, finding yeah. these clues, like Sombra, like a, a new sniper, mm. something oh my about God. about Doomfist and something. This and, is and Blizzard's, f- Blizzard's just like, oh, they haven't found anything yet. There's there's more in there. Yep. So just this is my favorite thing about Overwatch as well. Um, I love the world that it's set in. I love the characters. I love this story. And the game doesn't give you any story. It's all there in, like, these beautifully made shorts that they've made, these comic books that they're making, little tiny tidbits that are in the maps, like you said, like little things. Like, I didn't realise until yesterday when I was watching, I think, Game Grumps play it, um, where they were talking about how in Route 66 there's, like, the plans for McCree's big train robbery heist you see the blueprints of him like blowing up the bridge and stuff i'm like oh my god that's awesome like giving these characters so much life for a game that is essentially just 
you know, like a Team Fortress 2-esque shooter. I, I, I'm so invested in these characters, just going back to like the Persona 4 talk as well. I, I haven't been invested in characters so much since I played Persona 4. <laughs> um, that's a lie. Uncharted was there as well. But I, I just, I love this world and I want to know more, so much more. Um, not necessarily through a single player campaign or anything like that, but I just, I want to know. More shorts. Yeah, more <laughs> shorts more for shorts. sure. I think, I think down the track, I think there'll be some sort of PVE, sort of horde mode even would be fine. Um, I but, think it's, that's going to depend really on how the, the game evolves from here. Like since the next step is competitive, I guess we'll see where it goes from there. Like it's Blizzard, so anything could happen. Yep. Wow. Wow. I mean, I we, so, we sort of already have, um, against the bots, they might think that's good enough. I yep. don't know. It is for now, but I, surely they're thinking about something, something more in the, in, the, in the works, I think. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll find out going forward. It's Blizzard and anything yeah. could happen. Oh, yes. We just have to wait competitive mode and I guess the, the drip of heroes and we'll see yep. what happens there. Absolutely. Oh, boy. Well, for our first episode, we certainly have blown this one out. It was, uh, it was always going to happen, man. Like, it's, oh, yeah, it's exactly. E3. There's so much. We didn't even cover everything. We didn't even cover everything. We did have to cover a few things. But, there's um, stuff going on right now we didn't cover, like Watch Dogs 2 and Deus yeah, Ex Watch stuff. Watch Dogs 2 and Deus Ex. Yeah, but um, uh, we'll, follow, we'll probably cover that. We definitely will cover that in a, a, later, a later time. But uh, for now, um, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, oh, oh, I need to do a big shout-out. Uh, so, a couple of things. Our wonderful logo designed by Sean Kirkpatrick. Amazing. Love it. He's a cool so lad. Cool. Good dude. Did us a solid. <laughs> um, and also uh, our theme song uh, by Azura Flux. Uh, an amazing chiptune artist. Um, uh, there's, we'll probably post up links on Twitter to the, the, their socials so you can uh, check out their music. Really, really cool stuff. Um, the title of the song is called, and this is part of the reason why I chose it, apart from the fact that it's a really good song, it's called Strike Witches Get Bitches. That is Strike Witches Get Bitches. Um, that means I get to say that, or we get to say that on every episode. We'll probably take it in turns. I mean, we can, I you guess. Can next, you can say it next time. It's, oh, it's fine. You're so I took generous. The reins this time. So generous. I took the reins. Awesome. Well, uh, hour and a half. Pretty nice. good. Solid. Uh, don't forget that you can also follow us on yes. Twitter. Yes. I am Kyron Morrison, which is at, at LemonManX, no spaces. Yes, I am uh, Joel McDonald and I, at JollyMac, I think. <laughs> you need to yeah, use Twitter more, I'm man. I'm pretty sure. I do. I use it. I just don't know what mine is. I don't <laughs> promote myself that much. See, that's why I'm lucky where I've just got a name that I've used for the yeah. last six years. Yeah, exactly. I have like variations on mine, but I'm pretty sure it's just <laughs> JollyMac. I think I'm just at JollyMac. Um, and we also have our, I guess, our currently dormant but probably lively Twitter account for this podcast, which is at Dialogue Options, as Dialogue Options spelt the Australian way. Yes. Don't forget that. Oh, yes. Um, great. Well, we did it. We got there in the end, man. We did it. We did it. It is 4.10. Um, yeah. So I guess I'm, we're signing off. Yeah, that's, that's us for tonight. So catch you later. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.